1: My man, Justin, what is cracking another week? Here we are. How are you doing, my friend? The two words that Michael Jordan said when he came out of retirement to rejoin the Chicago Bulls. I'm back or we're back. So I'm excited for today's episode of the Total BS Podcast. One, we have a super amazing guest, college football insider. He's going to give us a little recap of the whole college football slate so make sure you stay locked in for that then we got nba playoffs because i'm about to slander the hell out of the los angeles clippers and then of course nfl's back <laughs> oh my goodness all so, sports so much of it is going on right now i'm a happy camper we got lots to talk about
2: all right well let's get ready to drink out of the fire hose because here we go
0: your
3: fans just turn off man be cool it's just part of the program spit your best 16 if you must. You're not Sound whack rapping after other. Your fans just might turn into off fans. Be cool, it's just a water program. Spit your best sixteen if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack, rapping after
1: us. As
2: always, you can find us on Facebook, on YouTube. You're probably watching us right now, even on uh, Twitter, and also on Twitch. And soon to be, we're going to try and start doing some Instagram live. So we'll uh, start plugging those here in a little while. But uh, of course, uh, every Monday morning, we also put these on online. So you can find us on Apple on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other podcast streaming service that you can find. But Justin, as you previously mentioned, we might as well get uh, to our first guest of the day uh, is a gentleman by the name of Ross Dellinger, who covers college football, Ross how are you doing today, my friend?
3: I'm good. Uh, as Justin was saying, it's it's an exciting time to have sports back. Uh, it's uh, you know first full Saturday was was a lot of fun, um, and and now Sunday you kind of see the polls come out and it, you you're getting some feeling of normalcy back.
2: Yeah, you know one 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 conference that didn't have that feeling of normalcy come back to them really quick was the Big Twelve in a big big <laughs> bad way. <laughs> What were your overall impressions of, of their performance uh, on Saturday as a conference?
3: Yeah, not good. Uh, it went down pretty quickly in the 2-0 hole to the Sun Belt. And then uh, Les Miles in Kansas uh, closed out the night, uh, getting getting pretty much buried by Coastal Carolina. So uh, the the Bob Bowles being the Big 12 might have... Uh, May have made a mistake in, in having uh, allowing their teams to play that one non conference game, right? Uh, you see the SEC and, and uh, some other conferences that have done the conference only model. And, uh, and maybe this is a, a good reason why um, that they did that. You know, this is going to be a weird year, and you're, you're, you've got mass amounts of players on even one single team out for a duration during camp and stuff. So nobody's going to look real pretty. And uh, when when you have all this stuff going on, you're susceptible to, to getting upset. And, and that's what we saw Saturday.
1: One of the most interesting points that I've noticed uh, over the weekend, the atmosphere. That's one thing that we all love about college football is the pageantry, the fans, the atmosphere that goes along with it. We don't really get to see that, but at Oklahoma, at Kansas State, heck, even at Florida State, there were a lot of people there. I didn't see a lot of masks, and I didn't see a lot of social distancing, but that's a conversation for another day. You had a chance to go to a college football game, uh, Southern Miss. What's it like being in an environment where there aren't many fans?
3: Yeah, well, the Southern Miss game, uh, I think they allowed in about 25% of the stadium, so there's about eight to 9,000 fans there and they although they encouraged them to keep their mask on when they sat down they did allow uh, the removal mask once once a person sat down so you can imagine it was you know 85 degrees and 90% humidity and almost everybody took the mask off once they sat down and so it it really actually that game was was somewhat normal uh, the game that was really bizarre was the one I covered a few nights later Labor Day night uh, Navy at BYU at Navy they they had no fans at all and uh, that was just that was just ear. it was eerily quiet uh in the stadium and you know we had the anthem played and there was no applause afterward it, it was just you know everything about that night was was weird including the the blowout seeing Navy get kind of get bashed there by by 52 points and and then of course what unfolded afterward it, is we learned that, you know, Navy, uh, didn't during camp, didn't do a whole lot of contact drills. And it, it really showed. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Uh, No, I'll say I love, uh, what Kenny Matalolo said afterwards, he said, we're the, the healthiest, we're the cleanest team in college football. It's just, we suck at playing football right now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. No, everybody, every coach is taking this differently and he, he took the very cautious side and, Decided not to do a whole lot of contact and tackling and blocking. They blocked dummies mostly and in uh, tackled dummies and things like that. And we saw that uh, you need contact in practice and, and there's a certain amount you probably need to have.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I wonder now, I, I don't know. Maybe you can answer this, Ross. I wonder, you know, because they are the, the Navy, um, and there is uh, a certain military protocol that comes along with that. I wonder if they had a few more um, hurdles, if you will, to 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 make sure that they cleared in order to participate in the season in the first place. Uh, I think that's a kind of an interesting dynamic that maybe other universities might not have to deal with.
3: Yeah, they are. in a, certainly a different situation uh, in the way that it was. Uh, at least I read it um, some some different things throughout the, the last few weeks or so was that. Navy had itself more of a bubble than than most places because it is is Navy and you have this military type of uh, mentality there. And and so it seemed like more of a bubble uh, than than other places. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there were some different things that they had to deal with. Uh, It it was just I I think uh, uh, the coach there really realized that he, he was really hard on himself afterward. I think he realized probably a quarter into that game that they were in trouble. And he had even said um, that there were some staff meetings throughout the week leading up to that game. And a lot of his coaches were, um, were concerned uh, in, in all those concerns played out on the field that uh, they had trouble tackling, but more so they just, they just had trouble when it came to the line of scrimmage and, and moving people or, or being moved.
2: You know, one, one thing I wanted to ask is, uh, you know, Isaiah Simmons, for instance, today, um, ironically enough, uh, had a, kind of had a rough rookie start to his Cardinals career coming from Clemson. Uh, he got burned a couple of times on the field. One of the uh, in the commentary, uh, I forgot what his name is, but he uh, he said, yeah, this ain't Wake Forest anymore. Clemson <laughs> played Wake Forest yesterday. What were your impressions of the Clemson Tigers and how they started the season?
3: Well, typical, well, typical fashion. Uh, you, you didn't expect that game to be, to be very close. And it, it wasn't uh, Trevor Lauren. And I, I didn't watch the full game, but I watched enough. Uh, every time I looked up, it seemed like, you know, he was putting the ball and the money and, or Travis, Etienne team was, was running through some big hole and, and juking guys left and right. So it was kind of a typical, I guess, Clemson game. Uh, I know they were kind of the headliner that, that night, that game was, it was a game day game and, um, you know, when when Clemson Wake Forest is the headliner, you know, you don't you don't have much to choose from because we kind of all knew that that probably wasn't going to be very close. And typical fashion. Uh, they uh, they they blew him out. And, you know, Clemson looks like we all thought, you know, a, a, a not just a conference championship uh, type of team, but but one that certainly is uh, uh, could win the national title again.
2: Absolutely. No, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree. I think uh, overall, it, was there any other teams out there that you thought were were maybe surprising in the way they performed or poor in the way they performed?
3: Well, I mean, you, you look at uh, some of these uh, Sunbelt teams and, and just these group of five teams there. Uh, again, like I, I talked about when we opened up, you know, you don't have um, the, the gap between the power five and the group of five. I think it's closer than it's ever been because of the missed prep time of spring practice. And, and yes, the group of five players missed all that time too, but I, I think that you're seeing that these power five teams are, you know, they're not as smoothly, um, not going as smoothly as they, they normally do. And, and that's an advantage for, uh, for these group of five things. So that, that was one of the big things that stuck out to me yesterday. Um, was uh, the, some of these Sun Belt teams, especially uh, going on the road. Uh, Arkansas State, uh, even down seven eight starters, and, and beating Kansas State and, and uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, going to um, going to who the, look. I'm I'm already missing who the Iowa, well, Iowa, yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. and then beat beat Iowa State uh, in, in. So, yeah, those things, you know, Coastal Carolina, of course, at Kansas, I mean, we're going to see a lot more of that, that upset type of deal. And you're going to see it in conference play, too. I think you're going to see some, some conference teams get upset by fellow lower level conference teams because just, again, dealing with all the COVID stuff and everything.
1: You know, you bring up Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. Whenever I think of Heisman Trophy for this year, Trevor Lawrence is the first name that comes to mind. I know it's only the first week, but who are some names that could possibly be in that Heisman race?
2: Hell, it might be Jonathan Adams from freaking Arkansas oh, State man. after week one. That kid was a <laughs>
3: beast. Yes. yes. Seriously. Yeah really, yeah, really impressive by him. I mean, every time I looked up at that game, you know, he was catching a touchdown pass, it yeah. seemed like. It was – yeah, it was – it was really impressive, you know. Um, other uh, other guys to watch, obviously, if the Big Ten plays. You know, you'll have uh, you'll have one uh, Justin Fields probably having a say so at Ohio State uh, for uh, for that Heisman Trophy. Sam Ellinger uh, getting out of the quarterback, uh, you know, out of the Big Twelve from Texas, and man, Spencer Rattler uh, from Oklahoma. I mean, I know he's just a, uh, I think a, a redshirt freshman. I believe he redshirted last year, maybe in. in uh, he just tore it up. So I, any one of those those quarterbacks, I'm sure it's going to be a quarterback, and any one of those quarterbacks, I can see squeezing into that competition for sure.
2: Well, before we let go, oh, go ahead, Justin.
1: Now I was going to ask uh, outside of uh, maybe some Heisman players or um, other things, what was the biggest headline from college football in the first weekend?
3: Well, I, you know, it's it's tough not to say all the all the upsets we saw. I think there were three double-digit point upset road upsets and we only had i think 15 games that uh, vegas uh, put a line to um and i mean uh, you know so out of 15 you have three uh road dogs who are double digit road dogs going on and in, in winning i mean that 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 stuck out to me more than anything else of course you know you can't forget you you had notre dame uh you know kind of make history you know they they for the first time ever they they uh have a conference win you know they want to know and have a conference win but there's something else too you know we had covid uh is is for now not going anywhere we we were reminded of that you know places like uh georgia southern i think it was had 33 players inactive. Uh, it was a combination of injuries and in suspensions in the COVID issues. And we're going to see that throughout the season. Louisiana
2: Tech and Baylor had to cancel their game. Yeah, cancel, right. And and
3: they rescheduled (laughs) on Saturday, rescheduled a game uh, a week out. um, Baylor and Houston are going to end up meeting, and that all unfolded on Saturday. It's just typical 2020. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, before we let you go, Ross, um, we we know that you're working on a a pretty big story that's going to be dropping tomorrow. And ironically enough, as I mentioned before we got on air, uh, you know, I am wearing a shirt right now. that says Savage Life. And if anybody that is any kind of familiar with the U of A basketball program, this was a, a phrase that Raleigh Alkins used to use and he really pumped it up a lot. And people made shirts out of it and sold it and he didn't get a single dime out of it um when your story is kind of relatable to that and um i know you, you kind of wanted to maybe drop a little bit of knowledge about that
3: well yeah there's a um a survey that there's an NCA working group who's developing these nil legislation name image and likeness legislation athlete compensation and they've been working on this for a while and they've sent out a survey to all the 300 plus division one schools and we were able to obtain a copy of the survey and it, it lists some concepts of NIL, it gets deeper into the debates and, and things like that. So it's it's interesting. Um, and then of course, Tuesday, um, just coincidentally, we'll have our fourth uh, congressional NIL hearing um, in the Senate, and, and we'll, be, uh, we'll be covering that as well.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ross, we appreciate you joining us today on the Total BS podcast. And um, you know, tell, tell the people where they can find you.
3: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ross Dellinger and uh, go to SI.com.
2: There you go. All right, that's the man, Ross Dellinger, covering college football out there uh, amidst this pandemic, trying to figure it all out just like the rest of us, and we appreciate your time. Thank all you, guys, Ross. Thanks. All right. All right, some uh, some pretty cool stuff. Man, I'll tell you what, man, Jonathan Adams, that dude, I don't know if you got a chance to see him very much yesterday. Woo, Man, hey. He's my new favorite college football player this season and he did it with a, ba- a banged up knee. I was wearing a knee brace the whole time and he was catching one-handers left and right. He had a catch on the sideline that that was out of bounds and um but it was still a phenomenal catch. He he brought it yesterday for sure.
1: There are some dogs at that level. You know, it's not Power 5, but players from the Sun Belt and other conferences, there are some dogs right in in those conferences. And I agree with Ross, you know, with the lack of of protocols or I wouldn't say lack of protocols, but the lack of practice time due to the COVID-19 pandemic, it's really affected a lot of teams and it really makes college football a little bit more even uh, during this time. So Arkansas state looked pretty good. Louisiana going on the road. I mean, they go by Louisiana, but they will always be Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, They, they looked great. Coastal Carolina, what they did college football, was just so awesome to watch this weekend i just wish the pac-12 and big 10 were playing as well but i'm not gonna sit here and say that they made the wrong decision no no I, 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 i don't know who made the right decision and who didn't so
2: you know who's making the wrong decision right now who is the broadcast companies that keep piping in the stupid crowd noise like dude turn it down a notch okay like And we'll get to it, we'll get into this as we cover the NFL here in a second. But oh my gosh, like some of these places that didn't have fans, the crowd noise was ridiculous. It's like, no, that it would never be like that in real life. Like it's just, it's too much, you know what I mean? And so, um, but speaking of the NFL, that was one thing that I noticed today that I just did not like. You know, I'm watching the Cardinals 49ers game, and holy crap, like what, what is going on right now? It's just, it's just, it was like, you know, somebody would fumble the ball and oh, it was a it's like a big roar and I'm like, "What? No. It, it's a home game. People would
1: be groaning and bitching about this. Like they wouldn't be like, ah,
3: ah, you know." Yeah.
1: But that's <laughs> with the broadcast team, right? That's with Fox. That is totally on the broadcast team, yes. Whereas in the NBA in the bubble, I mean they they have crowd noise, but it's in the arena so it sounds a little more authentic. Yeah. The one one that I watched on Fox today, it just, it wasn't real whatsoever. And it was a little tough to watch. And hopefully this is a growing pain and they're going to figure it out. Maybe a lot of people respond and comment on it and maybe they fix it. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Well,
2: hey, Justin, let's go ahead and wrap it around the NFL and, and take a look at some some games and go through it real quick. And, and yes, then let's uh, let's give our quick thoughts in this NFL whip around. We'll start with Cleveland and Baltimore. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens came out and pretty much smacked the hell out of the Cleveland Browns, which everybody pretty much expected. I don't know why people are so high on Baker Mayfield all the time.
1: I have something to say about this, man. Ha- one interception today, mm-hmm. no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it took him a really long time to scratch a hundred yards passing today. I just, I don't understand why Baker Mayfield has the hype that you just mentioned. I feel like Baker Mayfield has been in more commercials than he's thrown touchdowns as an NFL what? player. A-, a
2: thousand percent,
1: a thousand a- percent. Every single time I turn on the TV, I see a new Baker Mayfield commercial with uh, Hulu or or whatever he he's, he's with. And listen, Baker Mayfield, get your bag, man. Like, if these commercials are willing to throw you all this money to do commercials with them, get your bag. Absolutely. But I also shame these commercials because it's like you really jumped the gun here. I know he's the number one overall pick. He's playing for, you know, the Cleveland Browns, trying to get them back um, out of, you know, this shithole that they've been in uh, for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. But to me, he's not the guy. You know, folk, get – do commercials with more prominent, more established players. My man Not, is doing of this guy.
2: My man is doing more commercials than Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson combined. What are we doing here in 2020 for real? And Pat and Lamar Jackson is a funny guy, dude. He's awesome. He's he's yeah. been awesome. He's been awesome since he was at Louisville and won the Heisman. And He's wearing that sweet, sweet red suede freaking jacket with his mom in the front row man like that dude has been balling since day one it's just he balls in a different kind of way and he just happened to find himself in a situation with John Harbaugh who can utilize him and understands how to utilize him and and the skill set that he has to make the team even better that's what good coaches do they take your skills and they find a system and a way to use you the best way possible they have done that in Baltimore he had Uh, you know he's 20 for 25 three touchdowns Um, he had you know he hooked up with Marquise Hollywood Brown a couple times Mark Andrews had a couple touchdowns I only know Mark Andrews had a couple touchdowns because he's on my fantasy team Um, but you know the 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 Ravens continue to show that they are the best and the high class team in the AFC North and they will be until somebody else can can prove otherwise let's go down to Jacksonville With the Colts and the Jags, this was a kind of a fun game to watch. Uh,
1: Man, I'm laughing so hard right now. Why is that? Because I looked at the end of that game and saw (laughs) Phillip Rivers throw an interception. They were up. Jacksonville then scores a touchdown. On the following drive, Phillip Rivers throws an interception to ice the game. Me being a longtime Chargers fan, Mm -hmm. I saw that and went. Oh, Philip! I feel it. Oh, yeah. Philip! Oh man, I've watched that scene so many times during his time with the Chargers. But uh, he's Indian, He's Indianapolis's problem now. I love Philip Rivers, but man, that was tough to watch.
2: Garden Minshew, nineteen of 95 percent passing, one hundred and seventy-three yards, three touchdowns. Um, he, I think, I believe he's the first player in NFL history to, th- to throw. For ninety five percent and have three touchdowns, which is crazy, crazy. Go ahead.
1: I love Garner Minshew. He he's yeah. he's awesome. He's the perfect quarterback for the Jaguars.
2: He's got that that porn stash going. So, um, yeah, there's that. Uh, and then we got over. We're going down to Carolina where um you know we have the the Carolina Panthers taking on the Las Vegas Raiders in their Las Vegas debut not in Las Vegas yet that'll be next week but uh man Jonathan Jacobs is 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 a beast in the backfield uh, uh Christian McCaffrey did did his thing but overall I just I think the Raiders all together put together a, a nice balanced attack on both offense and defense they slow down Christian McCaffrey just enough to, to make sure that they were efficient. Teddy Bridgewater didn't have the greatest of days, didn't have a terrible day, but, uh, but the Raiders found a way to win. They were pretty methodical all day. Um, It was, it was, it was kind of a nice thing to see from the
1: Raiders. Well coached team. I love John Gruden as a head coach. Uh, The Raiders are going to be just fine. I'm still not sure that Derek Carr is that quarterback that they want to lean on uh, moving forward, but I mean, for the time that he's been the starting quarterback, he's always displayed leadership, and the guys seem to rally around Derek Carr. I'm disappointed in Carolina because at the end of the game when I know it was less than a minute left, they didn't have any timeouts, and it was just a really tough situation to go down the field and score. But they didn't even attempt to throw the ball or give the ball to Christian McCaffrey, and it's like, well, you gave him all this money. You want him to be the face of your franchise in that situation. Don't you think you got to give your ball yeah, to, to the was, playmaker? Was four,
2: fourth and one game on the line. They run a fullback uh, power to the left side and, yeah. and Raiders stopped, stuffed him and ran out the clock. And that was that. And yeah, you have Christian McCaffrey sitting in your backfield and you're like, why? Why would you do that? So, yeah. Um, talk about another letdown. Man, the Philadelphia Eagles had a 17 nothing lead. They looked like they were going to beat the brakes off the the football team from Washington. Or the Washington football team, or whatever the hell you want to call them, and uh, man, I'll tell you what, Dwayne Haskins led that team back. A cool story came out in the middle of that game at halftime. Um, Ron Rivera was getting an IV and didn't have time to talk to the team, and Dwayne Haskins actually took over and said and, and kind of rallied the troops. And they sure enough, they came out and he played a solid game from that point on. Led his team to victory. Nice job by the young by the young kid, second year.
1: Man, that story about Ron Rivera is great. And when I first heard that he was diagnosed with cancer, I thought, man, I mean, he just got this job. He came over, had a falling out with with Carolina. Now he's got a new opportunity. And now he's battling um, for his health right now. And to see him get an IV, come out and get his first win as a head coach of the Washington football team is just so incredible. But man, the Philadelphia Eagles, they have So many problems. Their secondary is like Swiss cheese. And I know they're a little bit banged up right now, but they have a terrible secondary. Uh, Carson Wentz looked a little shaky in the second half. And, man, I don't know. You know, I thought the Eagles might be that team that could contend uh, with the Cowboys for the NFC East. But uh, first impressions, it looks like the Cowboys are probably going to win this division. But who knows? Maybe the Washington football team has something to say about that.
2: We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, our guy, our boy, Mr. Cam Newton, hey, he, uh, he came back. Hey, hey, did you notice today when he scored his touchdown, he didn't do the Superman thing. He went with the, the Black Panther thing, which I thought was pretty dope, man. Uh, pretty dope. Mr. Cam Newton uh, leads the, the Patriots to victory, had a couple rushing touchdowns, had 75 yards. He ran the ball quite a bit today. Um, that's something that obviously Bill Belichick isn't used to but they're using Cam in in Cam ways,
1: which is not surprising. I was was curious what was going to happen when Cam Newton went to the Patriots. How were they going to let him express himself? He looks like the Cam Newton from 2015 when he was an MVP with the Carolina Panthers. He's himself, he's confident, and he's a leader right now. First impression, man, he left a good one. And you start to sit there and think, how on earth did other NFL teams allow the freaking New England Patriots to get Cam Newton? I just, I I don't get it. Miami, the,
2: how, Miami, Miami. Why, how, the Chargers?
1: How? The Chargers? You know, I mean, they got Tyron Taylor, a, Justin Herbert,
2: right now. You all need a quarterback. Like why? 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 It doesn't make sense to me either, man. It, it's like the rich get richer. And the crazy thing is, is like I. A lot of these teams didn't play very well. Everybody – actually, everybody didn't. They, they had certain phases where they just did not play well on offense or on defense. Uh, you could see where the lack of preseason came into play. Um, so if you got in that W column today, you're feeling pretty good because you're like, wow, that was kind of like a practice game, and we won. So, yeah. Yeah put that in the notch and, and let's go. And I think the Patriots were one of those teams where they didn't look crisp all over the place. Cam had some errant throws and and there were some certain things that just didn't mesh well together, but they figured it out. They won the game. They're 1-0 on the season. They're going to move forward um, because I'll tell you what, this next team that we're about to talk about, uh, much like the Philadelphia Eagles started off strong, but they did not fade, fade away, and that's the Buffalo Bills who came out. They were up 21-0 on the Jets before they could even blink. Um, and, and you could see the score is 27-17. to 17. That means from the second quarter on, they only scored six points. Uh, and Josh Allen, man, for as good as he perf- can perform, he also is – wildly erratic. He had John Brown in the back of the end zone one time, and he just did not turn his hips enough to get the ball to him in the back of the end. And all he had to do was just flick his wrist and he just sails it five yards over his head and they don't get the touchdown. They ended up kicking a field goal. And it's just missed opportunities like that, that will kill you if you're playing a team like the Patriots. But luckily enough, you're playing the jets.
1: Yeah. Playing the jets. And I also think too, the Buffalo bills defense is going to win them a lot of football games this year. I mean, that's really what they're known for is their defense, especially in that secondary, uh, giving Tredavious White that big-time contract. I think, in my personal opinion, he's the best cornerback in football right now. Um, But, man, you're so right about uh, Josh Allen. Just absolutely no touch, very erratic. I heard today on a broadcast that he plays like a bucking bronco. He's (laughs) just all over the place, but he's so young. Third year, correct? Second Second year, Your oh, second, no, you're right. You're
2: right. Third year. Third yeah. Year, third, third,
1: year. third year quarterback. Um, You know, you're starting to settle in as the guy as a franchise player. I know you were drafted in the first round and it was kind of already expected you to do that. But you're the guy that they look at. And now you're the leader. And I think as as the season progresses, we're going to see Josh Allen progress as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and the one thing that he does have going for him is that is his athletic ability which gets him out of a lot of bad he situations. Run. He can run, he's an athletic quarterback and uh yeah, man, we'll see we'll see how far this team can go this year and if they can overcome the Patriots finally and win the and uh the AFC East. Um over in Minnesota, man, that dude, Mr. rogers he is he's still something. He's still good. Uh, he was he was throwing that ball all over the place. He was very accurate, four touchdowns, obviously, 364 yards passing. Um, Kirk Cousins and the Miami offense just sputtered and sputtered and sputtered and then finally found their legs uh, midway through the second
1: half. But by then, it was too little, too late. Um, the Packers had pretty much put them away. Green Bay is going to be one of those teams that I think makes some noise this year. They've kind of taken a step back over the last couple of years. I know Minnesota was the class of that. Green Bay
2: was in the NFC Championship last year.
1: Yeah, but they still, they didn't win the division.
2: And they didn't even play that well. That's the thing that might be scary, is that they didn't play well at all last year. They still found a way to get to the NFC Championship. True. You know what I
1: mean? But, you know, Minnesota has been that team in that division over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Matt LaFleur and... Aaron Rodgers, they're going to make some magic this year. Devontae Adams, incredible. Um, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, like you said, Saul, he's that veteran quarterback that just seems to not really show any signs that he's going down. He's one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen um, in this generation, and Green Bay, going to be really tough to beat this year.
2: I really want to see Aaron Rodgers bring back the championship belt thrust, hip thrust in the. Like I just miss, it. you know. I just, I, I want to see that again. I love that. Uh, but there is another team, and I know people don't want to hear this. And I swear, if you were on Twitter for the first three quarters of this game, you probably saw Bears fans all over the country just pissing themselves in 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 hatred for Mitchell Trubisky. But this dude came back and he showed everybody what he's about. Free falls.
1: Free foals shout out from the rooftop free foals.
2: My man had three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And that last one in the corner was a dime piece. Like I know there's not a lot of Mitch Trubisky fans. He looked like garbage in the first half. He did. I know he did. And if you would have seen Twitter, you would have known he did. However, you got to give him some love and some credit for bringing his team back. When it looked like they were on the ropes and they had no chance of winning. They had, I think they said that um in the start of the fourth quarter, the Bears had a two percent chance to win, according to the metrics. Two percent.
1: Two percent.
2: Wow. Two percent. And he brought them all the way back and won that game. Uh, fantastic job by Trubisky again. Everything is kind of a learning. I don't think these teams are really going to be who these teams are until like week three or four. Then that's when you're going to be like, oh yeah, this team's legit, or no, this team is a fraud. Uh, but you want to get in that win column as early as
1: possible, and the Bears did that. Are the Lions good though? I mean, the Lions like, are. Always, I, hey, I know. I know you you take your wins how you get them, but the Lions? Who's a uh, more tor-
2: who's a more tortured fan base? Browns fans,
1: Lions fans, or Chargers fans? Oh, Chargers fans me being one of them, it's it's tough. I'm not going to u- You guys are usually always good. You're just never
2: good enough to like really win that big th- big game or get to yeah, the super, it, you know what I mean? So it, it's it, like would you rather be that guy or would you rather be the team like the Lions where you have all the pieces? and you continuously have losing seasons, or you continuously find new miraculous ways to lose games, and your fan base is just like getting kicked in the balls
1: day after day after day. And I was just about to say, it's like the commercial with the old man with the fishing pole and the dollar. He's like, (laughs) oh, "Oh, you got to be a lot quicker than that. you got to be quicker than that. (laughs) That's what it's like being a Chargers fan, because fourth quarter comes around, I'm enjoying a nice lead. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be that game and then they somehow find a way to lose. And going back to when we were talking about the Colts, maybe it was the Phillip Rivers curse. Because I, I know we're going to uh, talk about them in a little bit, but they came back and yeah. and 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 won today and didn't lose a heartbreaker. But yeah, I, I would rather be a Chargers fan just because you see more wins. But my goodness, it's so terrible to be a, a Browns and a Lions fan right now. Like you a- said, just constantly get kicked in the nuts.
2: I have a lot of Lions fans that are friends, and, man, my heart goes out to them. You know, we know Zach Clark. I know Brian Henry, uh, who's a producer at Fox Sports Detroit. I mean, they just – man, they take it and they wear it, and they don't like it, but what can you do? You know what I mean? Um, Anyway, we'll move over to the Dirty South where in Atlanta, it looked like the Falcons were going to get housed, but they did come back and make it somewhat of a ball game. But, man, Russell Wilson – And company four touchdowns, three hundred twenty-two yards passing. Matt Ryan four hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. Somebody actually tried to debate me during the fantasy football draft, (laughs) trying to tell me, (laughs) trying to tell me that Matt Ryan is not a good quarterback. You don't throw for four hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. Your defense has got to do something. They gave up thirty-eight points to a team that has one good receiver. Come on
1: now. Now I will say, he attempted fifty-four passes. You know, this is like saying, oh, Kobe dropped 60 points in his last game. It's like, well, he also shot literally every single time. Uh, but <laughs> he, Matt Ryan was very efficient today. 37 of 54, only had 17 incomplete passes and a couple of touchdowns. <laughs> only had 17 incomplete passes, so... Hey, k- kudos to Matt Ryan. Let's have this conversation in week six. But I do know about Russell Wilson dominating because guess who has him on his fantasy team and has two thumbs? That would be this guy. So, um, Russell, good. Man, that was an impressive game. It was. It was. Uh, Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things
2: all day long. Um, Seahawks looked pretty good. They had a nice, uh, strong uh, ground game with Chris Carson. Um, very impressed by them. D.K. Metcalf was terrible in that game until he wasn't. And then he had a nice, uh, I think he had one touchdown and a couple nice receptions after that. So, um, And then before we get to our two teams, uh, we do have to talk about yeah. Tampa Tump, Bay and the debut of Mr. Brady. And it didn't go so hot. They took the lead 7-0, but that was about it after that. And uh, the Saints pretty much flexed on them at home.
1: I was worried about this game because it was in New Orleans. And although, you know, it's not a home field advantage for the Saints, they're still used to playing in a dome and they were in their environment. And this is a team that has been playing with each other for a little bit. Drew Brees has been that quarterback uh, for how many years now? 14 or something like that. Um, Alvin Kamara like got his new contract, looked pretty solid, um, a little bit. He, in spurts, he looked okay. Uh, but, man, Tampa Bay, I was worried about them coming out flat because now a lot of people are going to always compare the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, look at what Bill Belichick is doing with Cam Newton. Maybe Tom <laughs> Brady was a system quarterback this whole time. Who knows? I sit there and roll my eyes because I still believe Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, no matter what happens and Tampa Bay, but he did not look really good today. And
2: it's a new system. No preseason games again. Like right. you, have,
1: you have to give these guys some,
2: some leeway. And that's why, you know, man, I think I can't remember what uh, it was. The Green Bay game. Actually, it was the Green Bay game and somebody on Twitter who's a, a very popular radio host um, was just, like, oh, these Packers are the same Packers they've always been. Just like last year, they can't—they don't throw the ball down the field. They're terrible, and blah blah blah. They seem like they're lost, dude. It was a quarter, and then midway through the second quarter, Aaron Rodgers threw three touchdowns, and I'm like, dude, everybody just chill. Like, even mm-hmm. after week one, even after week two, just chill. These guys need time to figure it out, man, because they've been running against their own squad. And 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 if you've ever played sports before. You know, when you're in practice and you know all the plays and you know all the reads and you know all the cues and all the little, you know, things that the offense or the defense does, it's easier to guard that because you know what's coming. You know, when you're going up against other teams and you need to really hone in on those fundamentals and those concepts, that's when you need to lock in on those things so that way you don't get burned like some guys did this uh, today. And so – It's a process, people. If your team
1: lost today, it's not the end of the world unless you're the Lions, and it's going to be all right. And let's pump the brakes on hating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Listen, I'm kind of just as happy as all you guys that they came out flat. It didn't look good. But we've seen this time and time again. We're going to throw shade at Tom Brady, and we're going (laughs) to keep counting him out. And then when it comes time to February, guess who's hoisting that Lombardi trophy? So – don't count out a champion, Tom Brady, six times Super Bowl. He's been in this position before, and man, he looks pretty good for a forty-three year old quarterback. I mean, um, yeah, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Yeah, so I so cool it with the with the shade right now because it's it's gonna come back to bite us all. But you know damn well Jameis Winston was just fist pumping every single time the Saints scored today because he's oh. on the sideline and they canned him so they could sign that 43-year-old quarterback that was throwing pick sixes and didn't look good today.
2: Yeah, well, I'm sure Jameis was like, uh, he just threw an interception. How about that? (laughs) A couple times when Tom Brady did it. So, Um, And then finally, before we uh, wrap this all up, we do have the Bengals and the Chargers. Sorry. Um, Yeah, man, that was was a sweat. I mean, come on now. First of all, seven seconds left to go in the game. The, the Bengals have the ball on, like, the 14-yard line. And instead of taking one more shot, like, what's what's wrong with just throwing it in the corner to A.J. Green? Like, just, just a simple fade route, see if it works. If it doesn't work, no big deal. But no, the Bengals want to go to overtime. They feel like they have a better chance in overtime. They line up for the field goal, and they miss a 33-yard chippy to the right. It doesn't even come close. The, the kicker is limping,
1: and it's just it was just a travesty. That was one of those games where I said, whew, because how many times have the Chargers been in close games and found new ways to lose? Hey, Joe Burrow looked good on that last drive. He looked really good. I mean, he looked good throughout the game for a rookie quarterback playing his very first NFL game. I thought Joe Burrow was impressive. And the very first touchdown was a rushing touchdown for, like, what, 25 yards? He was striding down the field. Joe Burrow. Sneaky athletic, and I'm excited to see uh, what he does this year uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. But, man, the Chargers, they they have a solid roster. Like, I really like the Chargers' defense, you know, re-signing Joey Bosa, having Melvin Ingram, Melvin Ingram coming off the edge. It hurts not having Derwin James for the year because he's going to be out, um, you know, with, with a leg injury. That hurts big time. But the Chargers, they have pieces to compete. Are they better than the Kansas City Chiefs? Nah. Now, I mean that that's still the Chiefs' division. But if you could still compete for second place and get a wild card spot, um, that would be ideal. And I think the Chargers have enough to get there. But Tyrod Taylor's got to do better. You know, Tyrod Taylor uh, looked shaky today. The offense look, looked very flat. Should be interesting to see what they do. And then finally,
2: uh, somebody that does not have sneaky athleticism, Mr. Kyler Murray, uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals down ten. 10- to 13 at the half. They scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, come all the way back. Mr. DeAndre Hopkins looked pretty good all day. I and I will say this. 14 receptions, 151 yards. Yes. However, like we also need to be cognizant of the fact that Mr. Larry Fitzgerald only had like two or three receptions and Christian Kirk didn't even have one uh and and they didn't really run the ball that well. Again, this is almost like preseason, like these guys need to work this out, and you could see that evidently very much so with the Cardinals who were trying to find their legs. And then in the second half, they found their legs and they pretty much drove the field with ease. Um, and and Kyler Murray's legs did a lot of that driving for them 203 yards, uh, 230 yards passing, two total touchdowns, one on the uh, in the ground and one on the air, or one in the air and one on the ground. Um, and 91 totally rushing yards. You know what sucks, though, is that he had 100 yards rushing, but he had to take a couple knees to end the game, and that's why he has
1: 91. <laughs> that's crappy. So somebody in Vegas is pretty pissed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: Like pretty if, much.
1: If there, if there was an over-under on um his rushing yards. But we're talking about games for this weekend, and you're asking for my prediction, and I just got to let it be known, who had two thumbs to pick the Arizona Cardinals to pull off the upset – against the 49ers. It was this guy because yeah. I I I just thought that the 49ers were were going to come out a little flat and they did. Jimmy Garoppolo um didn't look like the quarterback that took the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl uh last year, but the 49ers are going to be just okay. Raheem Mostert, that play that he that the long touchdown that he had, yeah. I mean he's going to be a beast this year for the 49ers, but you bring up Larry Fitzgerald, saw. I want a lot of people to go – I want people to go to my Twitter and look at a video that I retweeted by Cameron Cox, a guy up here, uh, uh, sports anchor up here in, uh, in Phoenix. Larry Fitzgerald is a pro's pro, and I, I, I need a lot of people to see this video because when time was running down and they All needed man. to quickly spike the ball to, to uh, set Got up a field goal – Yep. to stop the clock and set up a field goal. They, there was a play, and the clock was going. Larry Fitzgerald hurried up, picked up the ball, yeah. gave it to the ref so he could put it down and spot it. That yep. right there, that play was probably the main reason why they were able to get any points out of that drive. So Larry Fitzgerald, once again, a pro's pro. He does all the small details and focuses on those little things that you need in a winning football team. The Arizona Cardinals, man, I'm telling you what, they're going to surprise a lot of people this year. They have the best wide receiver in the league in their offense. Cliff Kingsbury is now settled in as a head coach. Kyler Murray looked pretty good. If that defense can play a little bit better, Saul, I'm telling you what, they're going to be really fun to really fun to watch this year.
2: Yeah, and again, you know, they they missed. They had a lot of coverage breakdowns, a lot of assignment breakdowns. Uh, some of them leading to the touchdowns. Uh, Raheem Mostert twice scored. Because the rookie Isaiah Simmons was covering him and didn't realize what his assignment was and either overplayed it or just didn't cover him at all. Um, and that's something he's going to learn as they move along. And the defense didn't play spectacular, but they played good enough. And you're right, Jimmy Garoppolo looked, he did not look very good. Um, and they pointed it out several times on the broadcast. But um, overall, the Cardinals win. They're 1 0. And so half the teams. And right now, as I last did, last, the last time I checked, it is uh, 2017. Cowboys are down by three, but they have the ball and they're driving in the fourth quarter. So uh, we'll see how that fares out. And there's a couple of games tomorrow night, and we'll give you guys all the recaps and how we did in fantasy on Wednesday during our, our podcast uh, that we drop on Thursday. I'm sorry, on Thursday, we'll drop that and, and let you guys all know. So, uh, and then we, we'll move along to the NBA real quick. Uh, just the Clippers choking it away. Yet again and having to go to a game seven, which I know Kawhi does not want to do. Uh, and hopefully they win that game seven. Otherwise, man, that's a
1: major choke job by the clips. Hopefully, hopefully they win game seven. Why yeah. do you want that? Because I want to
2: see the Clippers versus the Lakers. You sell out <laughs> me, me, too.
1: <laughs> me too. Jesus,
2: you got Lakers fans. You know what? For Lakers fans claiming, uh, you know, clamoring about their 16 championships, you sure as hell want the easiest way to the freaking finals, man. Of course. Of no, course. no, we want to play the best.
1: <laughs> we the best. DJ Khaled, let's go. The Clippers and series-clinching games in the Western Conference semifinals. Saul, they are 0-6. They are 0-6. The Clippers have never been to the Western Conference finals. They've been on the brink for the last week now, and they have struggled to put away these Denver Nuggets. But the Nuggets did this in the previous series too. They were down 3-1 against the Utah Jazz and rallied back and won. The Clippers just looked completely lost out there today. And I I felt like I was the only one watching the game because everyone was watching NFL. But the second I saw that the Nuggets came back and they were up by five, I was like, ooh, look at the Clippers. Let me turn it over to that game. They looked completely terrible. So I'm going to tell you what. Playoff P, pandemic P, <laughs> Doesn't matter, Nuggets and seven. Oh my! Nuggets and seven, baby. Oh and if gosh. and if the if the Nuggets win, you don't want to hear from me because you want to know what if the Los Angeles Lakers were in this position, Twitter would be on fire right now. Nobody maintains the no, same it energy because nobody. nobody I really – Nobody paid
2: attention today because of the NFL. So the Clippers did this at the best possible time. Now, if they lose Tuesday, best believe the dumpster fire from Twitter will be coming. And it will be coming for Kawhi and PG. I promise you that. That will happen. But today, it's like, oh, the Clips lost. But did you see the NFL games today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they, they got a little bit off the hook. Um, and then also... Real quick before, uh, you know, obviously the the other series are solidified. You got Miami and Boston about to to start their series, and then the Lakers already took care of the Rockets. But head coach Mike D'Antoni from the Rockets moving on as he finally – as he told uh, the Houston Rockets that he did not want an agreement, he did not want an extension. He's looking for other pastures. The rumor is right now that he could be heading to Philly, which would be an interesting thing because they need somebody – who can really get into the, the headspace of Ben Simmons and one Mr. Joel Embiid.
1: Interesting. I didn't hear about the uh, Philadelphia part. Uh, yeah. But he is at it, the top of the list for the Philadelphia 76ers. Interesting. I'm going to quote Mark Jackson here because it seems like Mark Jackson says this on every NBA broadcast. Give him credit. <laughs> I mean, you give know, credit. Give, give Mike Dan, Tony credit. He says it all the time. Give blank person credit. <laughs> I, I I give Mike D'Antoni a lot of credit, even though that the Rockets era didn't really pan out for him. I applaud Mike D'Antoni because um, Ramona Shelburne actually tweeted this out uh, yesterday, you know, for a lot of teams, everyone was just kind of waiting out the golden state dynasty. Like the Mm -hmm. LA Lakers, they were like, okay, we're going to, you know, let them have their ride. And then we're going to make a big splash, get Anthony Davis and put ourselves in a championship to win. But the Rockets were always that team that constantly made moves, trying to add pieces and stars to counter the best teams in the NBA. And they were always right there competing against them. It's so unfortunate that, you know, they weren't able to really do anything, um, And I don't know if that's coaching or if that's just the personnel they have with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. But I give Mike D'Antoni a lot of credit, even though it never really worked out. They were so close to finally breaking through, but they ran into the freaking Golden State Warriors and then LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like that is so tough to beat every year. But um, Mike D'Antoni, shout out to you. Hopefully you do well in Philly if that's where you go.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that that all unfolds and like we said, um the Heat and the Celtics will start this week as well as we await Tuesday Clippers Nuggets, we'll see game 7 that night. Man, you know what? For 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 a pandemic that started with like, you know, some games here and there and then, you know, baseball's been kind of filling in all the gaps, you know, for the last 60 days. There's only 2 weeks left in the baseball season. There is, you know, we're coming down to the wire in in the NBA. The NHL is coming down to the end. Like, here in two weeks, we're going to have the NHL, the NBA, and the Major League playoffs all at the same time. 2020, man, it's crazy. It continues to just amaze.
1: (laughs) You just want (laughs) to – it's a sports overload, man. It's so incredible.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man, it's crazy. So. Anyway, uh, we will move on to our next favorite segment of the day. (music) Don't be that guy. And Justin, I I know you have one that you want to verbally talk about, um, but I want to start it off with all the fellas out there. Fellas, you know, (laughs) I think we've all been down this road before when we have that significant other And uh, they just, you know, they say they're going to be ready in 15 minutes, but they're never really ready in 15 minutes. And you're just frustrated. And I don't understand why women are like this from, from time to time and why it takes them so long. But this guy perfectly says it for me.
0: I was ready three hours ago. her clothes the powder of her nose the sun is setting as I look out the window and at this rate she's moving I I don't think I'll ever go sing it with me when will she be ready? When will she be ready? When will she be ready? Oh, I don't
1: know. <laughs> wow, wow, incredible voice. Yo, this dude, Mr. YX official. Types. I just ran
2: into him. Now, I, I, I. I Full disclosure, when I saw this, I was like, man, this man could sing. And then he had to follow up with a part two.
0: You said we were going to smash tonight, but you ate that last apple pie. And Now your stomach isn't feeling right. I told you that didn't smell all right. And now you're pooping your life away. Oh my God, shut up! Oh, you're pooping your life away. Better not be posting this. Yeah, you're pooping your life away. You're pooping your life away. Baby. And now we can't smash. Cause you got hella gas.
2: You better wash your ass. You know it's not cool. But what else can I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my man, dude. Oh, my hey. goodness. He hey, is he's single. my new favorite follow on TikTok, man. Mr. <laughs> Wyatt's official, man. If you don't know him, just go find him. He's, he's dope as hell. Yeah, he should release a single for sure, man, because that's... <laughs> <laughs> when he says, yeah, now we can't smash because you got hella, got, gas. hella man, gas. I just lost it, man. They better wash your
0: ass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so, oh, it is so good, man. so good. So good. So, oh. you know, ladies, don't be that guy. If you say it's going to be 15 minutes, make it 15 minutes. If you need two hours, say you need two hours. We got you. But just let us know.
1: Yeah. And during that time, maybe kind of get some ideas on where you want to go to dinner. Because then... Because then it, it, you wait all this time, and then it's time to go out. It's like, hey, well, what are you feeling today? I don't really care. I don't know.
2: Okay, cool. Let's go get pizza. I don't feel like pizza tonight. Well,
1: Damn. <laughs> Did you just say you don't care? It's oh like, if you
0: goodness.
1: don't
2: care, we're going to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hey. <laughs> Estella knows that I have a list of restaurants that she hates to go to and if she says she doesn't care, we're going to number 1, Buffalo Wild Wings, Taco Bell, Papa Dough. Oh, you don't like that either, huh? Domino's. No, you don't like that? You like, trust me. You know where you want to go.
1: Just tell me. And just make sure when we go to Taco Bell, keep your eyes on the right side of the menu. See that little that little $1 at the top right? <laughs> <laughs> Anything below that part, that's that's the section. So these <laughs> These 10 items. <laughs>
2: <what you> <laughs> oh, oh man. You. Dating tips from uh, Justin Spears right here on how to <laughs> show a girl a good time. There you go. <laughs> All right, Justin, who's your don't be that guy? And I, you know what? This one's probably going to hit home for a lot of people, especially out here on the West Coast, because this is just ridiculous, man.
1: Man, it's so crazy. You know, I wake up and us being here in Arizona, we go outside and you think it's overcast but it's not overcast because it's smoke in the air from the California wildfires. And it was so crazy seeing those videos in uh, NorCal in the Bay Area, like San Francisco with uh, an orange sky. It looked like the apocalypse was coming. So California isn't in great shape. And actually the the Cardinals Niners game uh, was kind of up in the air because of the wildfires. But the El Dorado fire... In Northern California, it was discovered how it started, and it was because of a gender reveal, the uh, pyrotechnics, and it just caused a fire, and that's where we are right now. So a, a, a wildfire that's burning thousands of acres, forcing people to leave their home and evacuate, it, it's, it's ruining people's lives right now, and it all started— From a gender reveal. And I just sit there and shake my head because it's like, wow, of course, uh, uh, one of the biggest wildfires going on right now in the US started because of a freaking gender reveal party. This is this has got to stop, man. Like, do do the blue or pink cake. Uh, My brother, uh, when my niece, right before my niece was born, uh, he hit a golf ball off a tee that turned into pink dust. That is not going to start a fire. So if you're going to do a gender reveal party, do something that you know isn't going to set something on fire. So no fireworks, n- n- nothing in that in, in that category. Just do a normal gender reveal party, or you could just not do a gender reveal party at all. Just Tell me what it is. Just say, hey, everyone, we're having a boy. Everyone go. is going to be just as happy for you as if you were to do a gender reveal party. So if you
2: want to do a gender reveal party, why don't you go back to biblical times, do a biblical um, gender reveal party. You know what that is? That's, oh, I'm gonna find out when it comes out. <laughs> look
1: between the legs. <laughs> there it is. Hey, boy, Boy, look at that. All
2: right. <laughs> Glad we got green for everything. Cause it's gender neutral. Um, all right. So, uh, and then finally, uh, you know, we always like to leave you on a, a, a nice heartfelt moment before we let you guys go for the night. And Justin, uh, you had provided one, uh, courtesy of one Mr. Rex Chapman, who loves to share everything on Twitter. And uh, it's it's pretty moving. It's pretty special. Uh, go ahead and tell him. Uh, oh, 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 my bad. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, and I screwed it all up. I just screwed it all up, man. I let the whole <laughs> team down. I let the whole team down. You let down. the
1: whole team down. You let <sighs> the whole team down. Yeah, so man. the video, uh, it was obviously uh, more than a year ago. It wasn't in 2020 because the gym is full. It's it's a youth basketball game. It was pre COVID. And there was a player who wasn't the best player on the team. It was very obvious. And, you know, physically, he wasn't capable of doing things that his teammates were. And he really struggled to shoot the ball. So um, he had a teammate, big old number 50. Man, the, the guy was the tallest guy on the court, and what he did was he called for his teammates to throw in the ball, and he got the basketball, gave it to the the kid that I was just talking about, and ca- had him shoot the ball. And he realized that he couldn't do it by himself, so he he called for the ball again, grabbed it, gave it to the kid, and guided him when shooting hmm. the ball, and take it went up. in yeah, exactly. And the kid was just so thrilled because he scored his first point as a basketball player in a game for the opposing team to be totally okay with that and for the player to help his teammate out. And we're not talking about like older kids. We're talking about kids that are just like, what, maybe eight years old, eight, nine years old. To see that, it was just so uplifting, and it really gives me hope for this future generation of kids. Yeah, And it it really warms your heart.
2: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I saw that clip, and um, the first thing I thought of is you know that that has been done before, and, and oh many yeah, ways for sure. Football, I've seen it, you know, and but it's just it's just great when there's some coordination for somebody that um, obviously the community and the fans and the school and, and more importantly the team really loves. You know what I mean, and and I think about. There was uh, a couple people throughout my life when I was playing sports, you know, uh, kids that you just knew were just never going to be physically able enough to compete at yeah. our level um, because some of us are just freaks. And I'm not saying I'm a freak, but, you know, like I'm, 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 I am I'm, was six foot two uh, when I was in seventh grade. You know what I mean? Like that's wow. just yeah, I didn't grow anything after seventh grade. I don't know why, but I just never did. I thought I was gonna be like seven foot, man. I was about to be like, oh man, Shaq don't know what's coming to him. Man, I'm
1: about to be six twelve.
2: Yo, man, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and but we had some kids that that were always the team manager, and they they didn't have any disabilities. They just, you know, they were like five foot one in you know their senior year of high school and weighed like a hundred pounds. Like, there's just no way that's gonna happen. And uh, and and to be able to come together and give somebody an opportunity to do something that you know they've always wanted to do. Uh, at, at its basic fundamental core, is just human righteousness and goodness, man. And it's great to see that when it comes about, especially with kids, yeah, kids for sure. for and, sure. and
1: and and it teaches them something. It teaches them to be appreciative of the physical capabilities and and their life and all the blessings that God has been able to give them for
2: sure, for sure. Well, folks, that's another episode of the total b s podcast, Justin. Show. Man,
1: great episode. Special shout out to Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated joining the show. Uh, make sure you check him out on Twitter because he's got some content coming your way. Um, he's with Sports Illustrated, so and they've been uh, one of the uh, leading outlets for the Big Ten and whether or not they're going to play football or not. So Ross Dellinger is the man. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. And also be sure to follow us. On all social media platforms Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Total BS Podcast, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, and check us out on YouTube, Twitch, the whole nine yards. The whole
2: nine yards, baby. Till next time, we love you. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. Your
3: Yo, your fans just might turn into all fans Be cool, it's just a part of this program Spit your best 16 if you must You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after
1: us